You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Spurs show. This is part two of our very special recordings with uh, Steve Perman, who is here talking about his wonderful new book um, that we urge you to go and get, A Spur Forever, My Lily White and Blue Life, published by VSP Publishing. Um, in our last show, we were just talking about the sort of Terry Neal days, uh, Steve. We, we, we've, we've, and I'm sure every corporate you do and Spurs event you do and I'm sorry if you're at home waiting to hear about 81, 82 but I'm sure you've spoken about that a lot um, so there's other areas we, we, we'd like to talk about um, and effectively after the 84 UEFA Cup win that was sort of the breakup of the team really Keith had gone, Garth and Archie went uh, you mentioned the book before the UEFA Cup final there was a bit of a players Paul Rao uh, with uh, Irving Scholar, who is now the chairman, um, and again, it 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 was because we mentioned the first show nearly going to Coventry. This was the second time in your career that it like you were going to go. According to the book, you were looking for a three-year deal to continue, which they weren't offering. What was your memories of that sort of almost breakup of that early eighties team? After we've just lifted the UEFA Cup final, you think again a club would be kicking on? at yeah. this level and it all kind of disintegrated yeah well that's that's the point where Tottenham became uh, heavy business yeah that probably didn't work alongside football mm. um, if you decide to go a more business route how does it marry with the football business yeah so Irving Scholar had his own style of doing things, and we know, you know, with regard to taking it to the city and floating it, and floating that, it, yeah. and, and making gain, adverts, making adverts, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. Buying kit manufacturers. So uh, I, I say in the book that I, when they finished the okay, this is back from where you're talking about '84, but mm. when they finished the stand in '82, yeah. I get the phone call to the training ground. Steve Perman's wanted back at the ground. I go back. See Irvin. Irvin says, Steve, uh, Stan's nearly finished. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've got to tell you that um, when it's finished, whereas you, all the players used to use the car park, mm. which has been, been out of action because of the building work, and you've parked up the road, high road there, um, you're going to have to continue to do that even when the stand's finished. So I said, just run that past me again. Well, we've got 72 private boxes and every box holder is going to be offered two parking spaces and therefore there's no room for the players. So... Who who does he think they're coming to see? So I said, (laughs) so the people that are coming to watch the players, they're going to be nice and safe in the car park 
and the players remember that those type of people are coming to watch. We'll have to run the gauntlet down the high road. Walk down the high street. Yeah. Just lost 3-0 at home. There's nothing, of course, there's nothing yeah. wrong with mixing with supporters, but before a game, yeah. it's not right. No. It's not right. So, so if you're serious about this, Irving, do yourself a favour. Have you got a paper and pen? Yeah, why? I said, well, because I might as well put my transfer request in now because if that's the way this club's going, you're wasting your time. You're absolutely wasting your time. Anyway, he didn't do it. Mm. Did he not do it because of what I said? Who knows? But, but I, know, I know captains and characters that would have said, from their own point of view, well, either I go and talk to the players, I see what they say. Yeah. I didn't have to talk to anyone. Mm. Um, I'm holding the banner, the flag, for Bill Nicholson's Tottenham Hotspur that's a serious football club. Peter Cook and, and mm. whoever, Warren Mitchell, Warren couldn't Mitchell. get in that car park mm. for love nor money. Mm. No matter how important you are, you're not getting in that car park. Mm. And I thought that was brilliant mm. from mm. Bill Nick. And um, so, but I know captains that would have said, well... Players are not happy, but yeah. if, I, if I can get in. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Which, yeah, therefore, yeah, is yeah. not a captain. Yeah, yeah, it's not true. a captain. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, as per the three-year contract, that was, that was my big fallout with Keith. The walls at Tottenham Hotspur had never heard such language <laughs> how, how old before. You? You how, how old you were at this stage? Um, so sort of 84. Well, all I know is... No, it was before 84. Oh, right, okay. I got my three years in, right. and we were successful three years. Right, right. That's the clue for me, right. that I was right. Mm. I'd signed a five-year contract right. previously. Didn't argue, didn't moan that I weren't earning enough money, didn't moan that players were coming in on top of me, although I, I didn't know that, I didn't want to know. Um, I let the five years run out, and Keith called me in and said, your contract's coming to an end. Um, in my opinion, he said, there's a three-year contract waiting for you. And when, it, when I went to, in to discuss the three-year contract, he said, I never said that. Mm. It was a year. I said, so... Same story. So I said, if you, want me to sign, <laughs> if you want me to sign for a fucking year, you ain't getting it. Yeah. I'm off. Yeah. So um, anyway, that caused wow. the big problem. Irving Scholar came charging in on the white horse and sort of saved the situation. And therefore, I got the three years. Mm. I didn't think I'd beaten Keith. I didn't want to beat Keith. Mm. But I wanted to stand up for myself with the loyalty that I'd showed them during the relegation years, etc. Mm. Help the club come through the, mm. the, the spell with Ozzy and Ricky settling in and the, yeah. the changing team. And... Um, I was worthy of three years, mm. and I, I still say that to this day. Mm. It was was eighty four. No, this, I think it was. I think it was after like eighty two. Eighty two, mm. yeah. So you would have only been thirty one then. You're entitled absolutely. to absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah thirty one, and still playing very well every week. Absolutely, right? mm. unless you think my legs are gone and then right. don't offer me anything. Yeah, mm. yeah. But how tough was it to, to finally, after nineteen years at the club, leave Tottenham Hotspur? I mean, it'd been your life, effectively. Again, I come back to that saying, if you don't want me, yeah. I don't want you. Yeah. And uh, Irving Scholar didn't want me. Um, I think with that type of character, you pay the price eventually for standing up for... Like a gangster movie. What you think's yeah. right. Yeah. He's, he always got it in his head that day when you told him, I'm uh, leaving now if you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And I'm, I'm not naive enough not to think that happens. Yeah. So, um, guess what? You don't want me? Mm. I'm gone. I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. It, it's funny, though, you, you just said there sort of about this was scholar and things changing and things going on. You went off Brentford, Watford, various places, but then it was 90... I don't even want to go too much into the sugar stuff, which I, I, I won't, but in 93, Ozzy now was manager and he enticed you back. You were doing very well at Oxford United. 
What was no, no, I was Watford. I was oh, you're Watford. Watford then. Yeah, Sorry, I was managing Watford yeah, in, right. in Division you're, Two. I'd right. saved them from relegation, yeah. which is why you get the job because yeah. someone is losing games somewhere. Yeah. Mm. I met the very best chairman I ever met in football, called Jack Petchy. This mm. man was amazing. His system of working and holding you to account. But writing everything down that you'd both agreed, mm. I couldn't spend any money unless I generated it. That's the basis of what I got the job. I'm a very consistent person. I lived by, he would always have the file open mm. just to check if I go against something that has been agreed. Mm. And I'd say, Jack, I'm consistent. I know what I've said. Mm. The last thing I'm going to do is mug myself in front of you. Mm. If I want to change something we've agreed, we'll have a conversation mm. about me changing it. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you didn't say that or I yeah. didn't You're agree not to do that. A Keith Birkinshaw and pretend you never said it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so, for instance, let me just tell you. So, I had a meeting with Jack once a month at his offices in East London, near West Ham, I think it was. And the book would be open and whatever we discussed on this day would come in uh, minutes, arrive to the club the next day. I would have, uh, I had to answer those minutes, 12 working hours before the next meeting. He said all this saved time, which of course it did. Mm. If there was something brought up, like Glenn Hoddle wrote a piece in one of the big newspapers about how massage in France had put, two years on his career. Jack wanted me to speak to Glenn and ask him why and investigate, etc., etc. Rightly so, because yeah. he's an owner of a football club. Yeah. If he can get two more years out of a player, then yeah. why not investigate it? Yeah. So within trying to get results and scouting and trying to find new players, I could say, sorry, Jack, no time yet. That would go on next month's. So you never lost it. It's mm -hmm. always there. Yeah. One day he said to me, within all this, Steve, remember that we've decided you can't spend money that you haven't generated. Well, you haven't generated money yet, so, so don't take it as read that you've got this half a million. But if you had half a million, what number nine would you sign? Which is incredibly clever. It's getting me to think about his job, mm. his next player, maybe, so if I'm driving up to Nottingham Forest to scout them for our next game and then drive back, rather than me thinking about, I wonder how our shops are doing, I wonder what the takings was today, et cetera, et cetera, not Watford shops, my own personal yeah, 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 shops, yeah, right. I'm thinking about that bloody question about that £500,000 for the next number nine that's not even, we ain't even got the money. So it's a bit of a waste of time. But I thought, how clever is that? So... Because actually, if I haven't generated money, I could switch off. I'm not looking for extra players, yeah, am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? It's going to happen at some point. Yeah. And it might happen tomorrow. David James goes for a million pounds, yeah. as he did. Yeah. Whoa, we need a number nine. Yeah. God forbid I went back to him for a number nine that wasn't on this list that I'd given him six months before. Mm. And one of the players I pulled up uh, was uh, Paul Furlong from mm. Enfield to <clears throat> Coventry. The vibes where he was going to go for 140. I wrote 140 down on the list as, a, as against other mm. values and wrote Jack too strong, really, for a, for a fifth division player. They were in the conference. Uh, so he did go to Coventry for 140. So without me making a mistake or whatever, I'm proving to our chairman that yeah. I'm You're on the it. right <laughs> lines. Yeah. He did fairly well, and then eventually we do need a number nine. I cannot believe we had a chance of signing him, but I phoned Bobby Gould up. Bob, Paul Furlong, uh, no, Steve, don't want to sell him. Having said that, I need money. <laughs> I need money for someone else. I said, Bob, cut the crap. What do you want? He said, 200. He didn't say a percentage on. He didn't say this, that, or the other. Brilliant. He just said 200. Bob, give you it. Done. And we got him. Right. So, so okay, it wasn't the 140 I said, but mm. when he was but rated he's, at one, he's gone up. He'd gone when up. he was 140, yeah. he was a fifth division. Yeah, exactly. What you say? No, he's in the well. You went on two, and a, big two money. and a quarter million to Glenn. Yeah. yeah. At um, so okay, there's mm. other stories of players that didn't work out like that. Yeah. Of yeah. course. So, but I this man was. 
He called a meeting one day after a game with all the directors in the sort of ante room. And he said, Steve, come here, stand beside me. And he had a lot of style with this man. And he said, I understand that all you lot in here think that we need a striker. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. So we'll take that as a yes. Right. So um, am I right to think that no one's going to put their hand in their pocket and help me pay for it? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Okay, fine. So if we get a striker, I'm taking it as red that it's my money. And if it's my money, he is the man that will decide where that money's spent. Anyone, any questions? Nope. Out we go. Mm. That's the way to run a football Mm. club. Mm. Pin them. Pin me, Mm. for my opinion. Look for some consistency rather than people that go, we've lost four on the spin, I want to send it forward, we'll buy him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I left this brain, business brain, to join Aussie. Well, Nothing wrong with that. No, let's talk about the business brain because, I mean, that's a wonderful story about Jack Petchy. What frustrates so many Spurs fans was you went back to Tottenham at the, the beginning of the Premier League, sort of 92, 93, it was the beginning of the Premier League. Yeah. The chairman at the time was Alan Sugar. We know all the stuff that happened with Venables went upstairs and the big falling out in the court case and one of the reasons Aussie came in and, and brought you back to work with him. The frustrating things for many Spurs fans at the time was this was the beginning of Sky Sports. Amstrad, Sugar's company, was selling hardware to Sky. So we all assumed this man knows this is the time. And obviously, Spurs fans have been going for many years. No, we, lo- we lost an entire generation of fans because times weren't good for the team then. Um, and effectively, because we, we all know it's in your book as well. There was a lot of penny pinching going on within the club. Mm-hmm. Claude Littner, for those of you who watched The Apprentice, was brought in sort of the chief execs and people to go there and sign chitties and all that. As a football man all your life, and again, you mentioned the book, Finding George Popescu, really wonderful player, scored a great goal in a North London derby yeah, when yeah. we beat them that season. You know, your football... It, how frustrating is it when you know the potential of somewhere? And it's not just the potential of it anywhere, it's Tottenham Hotspur. And yet again, you're just straight-jacketed the whole time. Yeah, if you said that, that we didn't spend money at that time, that would be wrong. Mm. And... Mr. Sugar took a lot of people to court for saying that. Of course. Be careful, Mike. Right, allegedly. <laughs> of course, of course. So, so, there has to be a lot of things going right at your club. I think if you have leadership in the boardroom, in the manager's office, and on the field, you've got a chance. Mm. Okay, what's leadership is required? A leadership is required for the right atmosphere, the right environment to be created at that place for you to be successful. Mm. Yes, it matters what players you're going out and buy to improve the team. Yes, it does. But if you haven't got the right environment, there is no way whatever money you spend will be worthwhile. Well, you said it earlier. You said if you'd been a player in that era, you wouldn't have stayed 19 months. I mean, there's plenty of examples of players who left saying that's why they left aren't they? Good, big players. Was it? Okay. Well, Neil Ruddock, okay. for example, I'm thinking of people like Neil Ruddock and Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, I, they, when they left, they, they almost, they yeah. pretty much said what you've just said. I, well, I, th- I, I think Neil Ruddock left before he knew about the environment. Okay. I think he left on the back of, in support of Terry. Yeah. Mm. That's, well, that's yeah, what I think. They're, in, they're linked in, in a terms way, of timing. Yeah. In terms of yeah. timing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was, there was, Football, football didn't seem that important. Mm. If Mr. Sugar was a Spurs supporter, I would suggest that he would know my name. Yeah. No. God. If I passed him on the stairs, after about a month of being ignored, I would say, and I'd make a bit of a fuss about it, I'd say, hello, Mr. Sugar, how are you? Mm-hmm. And he would grunt. Mm. There'd be a grunt back. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, okay. So you could say that's because we've lost a couple of games on the spin or whatever. It it was just in general. It was his style, right? 
I think if you okay, call it that. Okay, what forget names. Style? Forget names. <laughs> yeah. Forget names now. Mm. Talk about someone who can bring a, for instance, a five million piece of machinery into the business, and it works fine, and it churns out whatever's supposed to be churned out, mm. and it's working, and it's paying for itself and whatever. Then all of a sudden it breaks down. And you get on the phone to whoever sold you it, and you say, get your ass over here and fix this poxy machine, because mm. while it's not working... Right. Mm. A player's body is not a machine. Mm. It's not fixable mm. like that. Yeah, and it's linked to a mind as well. That's the other thing. A that. mind. Yeah. So this is heart, this is soul, this is feeling, yeah, this yeah, is... Yeah. yeah, so... Um, I think I said, which describes it all, when I left, I should have been devastated. Mm. I was absolutely delighted. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't wait to get out for what I was thinking about. Bill Nicholson mm. with this. And, and the problem is you're being judged by your results. Yeah. I believe the results were affected by the environment mm. that was in and around the place every single day. Mm. No one would understand. Little things came out in the press about penny pinching and stuff. There would be like a major inquiry about that. Who's told that story to the whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, but people are only, you're turning up, you want to see a result. Mm. You're not really bothered what's going on behind, mm. for good or bad. You're not going to chase down a reason for your team not performing how they should be. I think the biggest shame in all this, forget me, the biggest shame in this is Ozzy Ardiles, mm. who's one of the brightest brains I've ever seen in action, both on the field and in the dressing room as a manager. One of the brightest men has never got another job in England since that. Mm. I think he was put in a box of his teams can't defend yeah well i can fucking defend i know how to defend when we go to japan he wins a championship with the best defensive record the best scoring the best discipline i win it on my own with those three things don't tell me ozzy ardila's teams can't defend don't tell me that and turn it into a front five famous five bullshit and the, the other six called themselves the shit six, by the way. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Look, I really want to talk about Japan. Let's, let's talk about your, your time in Japan after this very short break. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. And we're back after the break. Right, I, I, you mentioned just, you briefly touched on Japan, and I really want to ask, because again, it's just wonderful stuff in the book, wonderful pictures in the book as well, also of, of this time. Yeah. Really, really good. How, you know... Japan is sort of known for football a bit now because of the World Cup or whatever. But then in the 90s, I mean, to, to, how did it come about that you ended up in Japan of all places? Well, you'd only have known about it from uh, Lineker joining Grand Pesay yeah, at the start of it, yes. it turning professional, 93. So this is literally the start of it all, wasn't it? That yeah. was the start, 93. Yeah. We didn't go till 96. Right. Um, after we left Tottenham and I... I, the, 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 the main reason I would put for us leaving Tottenham was lack of respect. Mm. You go to a place where respect is overflowing at you, mm. for you, mm. around you. Everyday life, you see respect, amazing mm. respect. 
Um, it happened because Aussie went to Mexico. I went to Norway on a short-term mm. contract. The chap was recovering from, from a cancer, the, the manager. I've always been positive to Norway. I had shops there, etc. And I thought this is a good place to escape. Mm. The, the bad thing about joining Tottenham with Aussie was what happened. The good thing was it led us to Japan mm. together. Mm. We'd worked together. We trusted each other. I believed in him. He believed in me. We've got this massive thing now wanting to prove that that was bullshit, mm. what happened at Tottenham. And uh, when I was at Aussie's house during Christmas and New Year of 95, um, Aussie had left Mexico despite being top of the league because he fell out with the president. Uh, I was back on sort of holiday, mid-season or end of season. Uh, you can't play in Norway with mm. snow there. And the phone goes, Alf Darcy, good friend of mine, and ended up Aussies. Alf Darcy was a famous England amateur uh, international footballer. He was like a FIFA agent, not a player's agent. Right. He fixed up uh, international friendlies, etc., tours for clubs. And he said to Aussie, Aussie, do you want a job in Japan? Aussie put his hand over the phone and said, Stevie, do we want a job in Japan? Absolutely, we do. But how old are the family now? Because I'm thinking about sort of family and well, the other how, good, how old are the kids now? The it's it's thing, a huge move. Yeah, the other good thing about me joining Tottenham, which turned out to be a extra bad thing, was I met my second wife there. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, so we ended up um, having a daughter of a... She was a week when we went to Norway. Right. She was six months by the time wow. we went to Japan. Bloody hell. Had another daughter while we were there. So young enough for six month old, it doesn't matter. They know where they are. And actually, absolutely. The problem is, if you want to go into a shop and buy mm. this milk or whatever, yeah. you'd like some English, yeah. at least letters you understand yeah. on the on the yeah. to look up the the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so lots of, <laughs> lots of problems. Yeah. And for six months, we could have come home every day. Really, absolutely I can every yeah. day. Every there was a problem around every corner. Yeah. Um, but it turned in the best experience of our lives. Me and Ozzy still say those three years were mm. the best. Remember, he's won a World Cup. Yeah. Mm. I've so that's done, saying something, yeah. I've not been insignificant in my mm. career, yeah. what I've achieved. Yeah. But those three years were unbelievable. People talk about you getting a surge of energy when you work abroad. We had a surge upon surge upon surge. Mm. This respect element coming at us, they employed Ozzy. Ozzy employed me, to be fair. When things were going right, they looked into me and saw my record as a player. They asked me, actually, in, in the uh, interview to get the job. Um, remember, with their, their league had finished and they were, we were thousands of miles from their country. Uh, Steve said... Um, we had too many injuries last year. Why? Why do you think? I've never seen you play. Mm. Mm. Um, but uh, have you got an, an athletics coach? Yes, Brazilian. And your previous manager was Japanese. I'm thinking, Brazilian's going to overpower the Japanese. So I bet they did more physical training than what mm. they needed. So I said, did you have stress fractures? Yes. Mm. Too many stress fractures. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. From 2,000 miles away, I've got yeah. it right. Mm. Yeah. So um, that's our experience talking. Mm. Aussie's experience, South America, of course, the Tottenham mm. experience. Me, my shop floor experience. Mm. When I say shop floor experience, you learn through doing things a number of times. A certain situation. When I, when I watch, for instance, Exeter play at Division 2, I never think I never think I'd have passed that ball better. I probably could have done, but I never think that. I do think I'd have got there. Mm. I'd have got that. I know where the ball's going mm. before anyone moves. Mm. And that's how you the Japanese Japanese needed teaching mm. standard play. Mm. A right footed center half going to the touchline under pressure. You've got to get it up, and you've got to get it up down that touchline, not failing there because it's going to come straight back where you've just come from. Remember, you're out wide now mm. and you, as you're clearing that ball. It's shop floor football. It's standard football. Mm, yeah. So the combination of Aussie's positiveness, mm. 
He described in certain press conferences that we were the quickest moving, quickest thinking, quickest passing team. And I'd say to Ozzy, Ozzy, you're, kid, you're kidding us, aren't you? You're, that, you're, you're kidding us. He said, no, I know. He said, but we will be. Mm. He said, I've got to convince the players that we are. And that's how he trained them. He trained them with this. Uh, we looked at each other after about a month. Mm. They run all day. They're fit. Mm. They're aggressive. They listen. What's missing? And what we decided was missing was their reactions. They could get football from all over the world in right. Japan. Yeah. They could watch Brazilian football, Italian football, Spanish, da 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 da. I don't know if you remember at the time, Italian football was like a bunch of actors playing. <laughs> <laughs> they used to copy what they saw. Right. They'd give the ball away and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shrugging and yeah, yeah. Oh, gesticulation. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's a double mistake. You give the yeah. ball away one, that's a mistake. Yeah. We're not going to kill you for that because yeah. players. It's a game it of mistakes, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's how you put it right. Mm. So Aussie used video and video and video and more and talking and used to take the piss out of them, but in a nice way. Mm-hmm. And we used to bathe with them in the hot baths. Mm-hmm. We used to join in with them. Mm-hmm. We, Aussie did a fine system, but not for being late, mm-hmm. for missing the crossbar. We'd have a crossbar challenge at the end of every session, mm-hmm. etc. And then the fund would go towards a karaoke night. Mm-hmm. And the players turned up to the first karaoke night, just the players. And Ozzy said, where's the families? Mm. Family? Mm. My wife? <laughs> yes, your wife. <laughs> Probably our miscommunication that they didn't know that in the first place. Yeah. And then the second one would be with a wife and we'd say, where's the children? Mm. My children? <laughs> yes, your children. So he helped create a family. Yeah. It's the complete um, opposite of what you're saying was existed at, at Spurs, right? It's a warm there and convivial respect, place to there work. There was respect. Yeah, mutual respect. There was heart. Yeah. There was soul. There yeah. was feeling. There was togetherness. Yeah. And we went from having no players in the national squad to by the time I left, we had six. Wow. Well, this was obviously Shimizu. Shimizu, uh, I suppose. Um, you, you mentioned before, you then took over from Mozzie on the championship, the Asian Cup, Winners' Cup. I'm a flat, I mean, again, reading this book, because I just, I, you know, because I knew a lot of the Spurs stuff, I, I really love this sure. section. because I love writing. I, well, they are, and I, I, I don't know how often you've, before the book, you've even talked about this, probably not much in this country, because uh, everyone wants to ask about Tottenham. When I, I came imagine. back, when I came back, Jimmy Hill used to have a very yeah. serious discussion programme, one-to-one, right. on Sky, right. yes. and I've tried to get that programme ever since. Oh, really? And, and they've said that it's been destroyed, oh, okay. etc., which is a big shame, because yeah. I was absolutely on the money. I'm not bad talking now about Japan, yeah. Yeah, you know, but I was on the money as yeah. per why they will... They invited us, for instance, to a manager's meeting when we first arrived. This is early 96. We were told all sorts of messages as managers. They invited me, which is very respectful. Uh, There was no other assistants there, Mm -hmm. but me and Ozzy were new to the job, so they invited me. They got over to us that you've got to get results to keep your job, And it's a pressurised situation, but we want you to think deeper. We want you to help us produce a player because in a couple of months' time, it's going to be announced we've got the World Cup shared with Korea. In 2002, and we don't want to be embarrassed that our team is not good enough. So help us develop players. And both me and Ozzy took that very seriously. Very seriously. We're trying to give our players an education. That's going to help our club, of course, if they're good enough to step up to the international level, mm. it should help them there. Mm. You don't just switch off, oh, international gear. Mm. No, you, 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 you play as you play for your team, your club. So um, very serious, would spend money searching improvement. Whatever you needed, you needed those goals moved. You had 12 people doing it. If you needed that surface to be better on those two training pitches, they got on it. If we, after, for actually for six months, it didn't go great. And we got called into a meeting. I said, Ozzy, is this going to be a problem? No, 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 no. Anyway, they asked, we know it's difficult. What do you need? 
And Ozzy went, one, two, three, four, five. And one of them was to go away on a camp before the second stage started. Mm. From the moment we came back from that camp, we couldn't stop winning. We could not stop winning. And uh, when we eventually won the championship, it was, it was a better championship than Leicester winning our premiership. Really? Because really? that's how... In terms of power. Ours was the only team that was not owned by the big, massive It was a community club. It was a community club because they had one spare place and it was given to this area because school football started there 10 years before anywhere else. But there was no big employer. So where was the funding coming from? From the community. The the local community were paying for this football club. So it was a test club to see if football could survive without the Mm. big check signer. Ten million dollars, okay. Yeah. Another yeah. year, go on then, okay. Another fifteen yeah, yeah. million, and we proved it could be done. Do you do you think in hindsight you left Japan a bit too early? Well, I did five years. Yeah, uh, I went. I had six months back at home, and then went back for another two years. Right. I was saying to Aussie today. I stayed with him last night. My decision to leave that club after five years was one of the worst decisions oh, I've really? ever made. Um, I had that team after five years of my input. Of mm. course, Aussie's input, the most important for three, plus my two. But in total for me, mm. five years. Yeah. I had that team there in my hand. Mm. They loved me. The supporters, I mm. couldn't do any wrong. Mm. And when you've got a situation like that, some people say five years is long enough because mm. they've heard it all before. The players. In, but in <laughs> Japan, that's not long enough because right. they hang on to your every word. Yeah. They are so respectful. They suck the knowledge out of you. Mm. And if, as long as you're willing to give it, the important thing that Aussie did particularly, and I backed him, was we didn't go there as big I am's. I'm a World Cup winner. I am played mm. a lot of games, etc. And therefore, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. It's all wrong, mm. which some would do mm. out of ego. Yeah. We said, that's great. Keep that going. Mm. We quite like that. Let's see how that one goes. That must change. Mm. Mm. We had 50 pros. We had 50 pros, really? jobs for life in, in Japan, for instance. And yet you, you're not as powerful as the other clubs. Ozzy said 20 of those players will never, ever play in our first team. Mm. Please. Incredible. Let them, let them go. Let them go and play regularly somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to take the players away every Friday night, even for home games. Didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Just want them to sleep in their own beds, mm-hmm. etc. So it was the first club we've ever gone to where perhaps we learnt out the Tottenham situation of penny pinching. Mm-hmm. We stopped them spending money. <laughs> they were wasting yeah. money. Mm-hmm. They were wasting it. Mm-hmm. We, our first camp... We went to, uh, again, when we just got the job, the whole club went to Hong Kong. We'd say, why is those two, uh, who are those two ladies, secretaries? What are they doing here? (laughs) Well, just, you know, it's our club. Well, we don't need them. What's those uh, commercial people doing? Mm. They should be back back doing commercial. (laughs) You don't need them on a Mm. player's camp. So, um, oh, Really? Mm. Yeah, they loved it, actually, yeah, that yeah. we're saving the money, mm. yeah. but they needed someone to drive yeah, it. Yeah, 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 because, yeah. Uh, this is a bit harsh, this, they were used to Brazilians. Right. Brazilians will not tell you to stop spending. Right. <laughs> they will take everything and more. Right, right. <laughs> that you want to keep spending, good luck, spend it. By the way, we want a bit of that. So um, I think we were very refreshing. The combination, the Argentinian stuff with the English Mm. pro stuff worked. Um, Aussie just made them so positive. We were refreshing. Aussie, I think, in the end left after three years because he was looked over for the national job. He should have pissed being the national manager, I'm Mm. telling you. And um, they gave it to Troussier, French guy, probably with the help of Wenger, because Wenger has a massive opinion there. Aussie undoubtedly should have been the national manager. Mm. No doubt. One other um, area of the book you want to talk, I really want to talk about, and we're going to go sort of medical podcast now, is obviously the heart attack you had in 2011. And and, and you go in the book, how close you were to losing your life. Because 
this show is listened to men of a certain age uh, who are far less fitter than you have been all your life and whatever. It, it, just reading this section was a bit of an eye-opener because it obviously, if you can remember yeah. back, something you weren't expecting. You've worked in football this, this long, you know. Sure. How much of a shock was it? How, how did it change your life afterwards as well? Do, do, you, do you see life in a different way now? No. Um, so, Adam's asking me questions about this situation. Right. And I had to call my wife in to right. talk because she was the one. When you get ill, you don't remember you're so. out of it. You're, out. you're done. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I thought properly or correctly for six months. Mm. So, she was the major, right. major teller mm. of what was happening. Um, it, was, it was not a heart attack. It was an aorta dissection. So the aorta takes blood to the heart and away from the heart. If you leave a hose in the garden, it splits. Mm. My aorta split. Blood was going everywhere bar where it should be going to the heart. And therefore your heart can only survive so long. Mm. So uh, this happened watching a game, luckily. St. John's Ambulance, etc. I was quickly rushed to... It felt to me like... If I didn't know what a heart attack felt like, but it felt like a heart attack. Yeah. Mm. Collapse, done. Um, I get rushed to uh, Exeter Hospital. They do various scans. I get flown to Bristol, uh, to Plymouth, sorry. And the chap is there waiting and he uh, performs a seven-hour operation on me. And it is nip and tuck. He's, he told my wife... A few weeks later, that his life was hanging by a thread. Blood because it was just everywhere now. Everywhere. Yeah. So he said, if he'd have sneezed, I'm not sure you can sneeze in that situation. Yeah. He was gone. Mm. That was it. So um, wow. the survival rate was only 40 percent of people make it to the hospital. Of those 40 percent, only five percent make it. If you're one of the five percent, you probably haven't got your marbles. So when I eventually woke up from this coma, etc., and I'm talking complete and utter bullshit, me and Mourinho were like that in every dream I had, um, without knowing that he's going to end up being a Tottenham yeah, manager. So uh, I could write books. Yeah. I could write a book about my dreams. Wow. All, all drugs That's induced. Amazing. All drugs, I, but I can remember them like that. Vivid. Really? Well, even now, you remember these vivid uh, dreams? Absolutely. Really? Oh, they're absolutely real. They're absolutely real, were they? Real. You were in them. I was in them. Trust really? me, I was in them. So, but um, apparently to my wife and my daughters and my visitors, I'm talking so much bullshit. Because <laughs> you're talking to them about, this has just happened to me. Yeah, plus what I've dreamt, plus the bit yeah. of nonsense <laughs> going on. And... Um, and the doctor said to my wife, he may stay like this. Forever. Wow. Ooh. Anyway, so after six months, the wife gave me the, let me have the phone back. Right. Do, you know, do you know how you feel when you haven't got a phone for 10 minutes? Yeah. You obviously do. Well, yeah. not to have it for six months. I suppose a lot of those yeah. months I weren't bothered about a phone. Yeah. But anyway, by the time you're a little bit more. Accomplishments. Yeah. Where's the phone? No, yeah. no. No, no. Really? anyway. Best you don't have one. Now I'm reading the messages <laughs> as if I've died. Oh my God. Wow. Okay, it's really? not official I've died, yeah, but, but everyone thinks I'm going to. Right. Wow. Wow. Perhaps that's why I didn't cry about Glenn Hoddle's yeah. forward. Yeah. Because yeah. some of the things that people wrote, yeah. Mm. Wow. And there was this one from three Arsenal supporters yeah. wishing me well. You're going to be surprised, but this was the last line. Yeah. We want you to recover. We want you to get back to how you were, et cetera, et cetera. And you'd be surprised because we are three Arsenal supporters. And the reason why we want you to recover is because we know a good opponent when we see one. Right. Yeah. How respectful. Yeah. How respectful yeah. is that? So um, as per do I think different, I've not drunk since uh, I had a glass of wine. Oh, sorry, half, I offered him a glass of wine earlier. I had I half a glass of wine with lunch. awful now. We, we, had a play, we had a players get together for right. lunch. Teddy, right. uh, Clive Allen, Ozzy, yeah. John Lacey, Falco, etc. Uh, Paul Miller. And um, I had half a glass of wine, but I've stopped drinking. Was that because you were medically told to do that? Or? Uh, I was while I was taking drugs. 
um, and then I've just never started again. Yeah. Well. So uh, the the odd half inch of yeah. champagne right. at Christmas or right. New Year or something, yeah. but you don't miss it. But no, you're kidding. And and that helps me keep my weight down, yeah. which is one of the things they suggested. Yeah. Don't go over ninety kilos. My particular sort of body yeah. stuff. So. Um, My one of my strengths in life has been on to the next. Yeah. If you win the World Cup, say Larice wins the World Cup. Yeah. If he then goes and fucks up yeah. a back pass, no one says, Yeah, but he won the World Cup. He's fucked up the back pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get on to the next. Because yeah. if you don't, if you spend too long yeah. what's happened, yeah. you you're not on to the next. You give the pass away, like I said about mm. the Japanese acting, mm, Italian yeah. style, yeah. double mistake, mm. on to the next. Yeah. Score a goal, on to the next. Concede a goal, on to the next. Yeah. You get too disappointed conceding a goal or go hell for leather to get one back, mm. you concede a second one. Mm. One very quickly becomes two. On to the next in a controlled manner. Mm. And um, get picked for England, guess what? There's a league game next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You can't go out there, I'm an England player. Yeah. No, you're a Tottenham player. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the number of times I've said that to Tottenham players who've got their first cap. Yeah. You're not an England player now, you're a Tottenham player. Yeah. And so I've really got on with my illness on to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't thought too much about it. I never get a pain. I never right. get a bad feeling. Mm. I, you know what they do to your ribs when they've got they to break, get there. Break, yeah. I have never felt one, one thought of a, anything yeah. in my chest yeah. um, I've had a hip operation since a new hip two weeks yeah. bit of pain gone on to the next don't even think about it yeah. and um, so I think that's been a strength for me why I played so many games on to the next mm-hmm. win three on the spin it's about the next mm-hmm. not the three you just won mm-hmm. lost five on the spin it's about the next one mm-hmm. so um, I think that's a good good way to to be so um yeah makes well, life interesting well that's, thanks for that i don't ever want to go that close again though yeah no, no absolutely. well i will do but <laughs> it ends on a morbid ending though <laughs> we're all gonna go eventually yeah, yeah. um anyway just just to finish up obviously it's been a, a wonderful interview and thank you so much and and i urge everyone to go out it's christmas is coming Go and get A Spur Forever, My Lily White and Blue Life, VSB Publishing, available all good bookshops. Uh, if you follow, is it, what's, what's the Twitter handle? Book Perriman Twitter, that has all the sort of signings you've done, other stuff going on, but you can get it at the club shop, obviously. Um, Amazon, ev- everywhere. It's probably Just, worth saying that there's loads and loads and loads of football autobiographies out there, but this is completely it's not. But it's, it's, not like a, it's not like no, a little hardback no, thing. It's, it's a got big, unbelievable what's, illustrations, what's photographs. Size, you know, it's fantastic. As a, as a, it's a coffee table book. Yeah. Do you mind? Do you mind if I explain to you why it's that stuff? Please do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These chaps, VSP Publishing, mm-hmm. saw the amount of stuff that I've mm. kept archived yeah. over the years. Incredible pictures archived. Um, there's this letter from Bill Nicholson, Mr. Tottenham, to my father, so 15-year-old's father, talking about how he thinks the school, English schools, FA, are going to back off of taking me to court so I can't leave school. Because apparently they thought I'd wasted a grammar school place, so I was leaving at 15 years of age. Um, and if he does is able to leave school, we hope that he can join us because we, you know, we've never wanted to sign a schoolboy before. It's of this quality, etc., etc. So that letter is a historic letter bet- bef- between Mr. Tottenham and to the father of the player that became played the most games yeah. for the club. An amazing it's historic. Yeah. So that can be in my hallway yeah. with three men and a dog. See it, yeah. or it can be in this book, and yeah. anyone can judge Bill Nicholson of this letter. Yeah. His correctness, yeah. his ability, his heart. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Well, that's what and makes I think this people... book amazing, because there's things that, you know, that sums it up, really. There's stuff in there you won't have seen. Absolutely. And it is, if you're a Tottenham fan or any kind of a football fan, it's, it's an amazing uh, experience. I have, a, I have a very good friend, uh, Howard and Vivian uh, Goldstein. They're, they're, my, but they're, sure. they're my auntie and uncle. And uh, Vivian said to me, <laughs> I've read your book, Steve. <laughs> 
I've read your book, Steve. It's like a love letter to Tottenham. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I'm not sure it was meant to be that, but if that's how it's come out, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's, as we have tonight, there's, there's, there's moments you've fallen out with the club and we kind of know why. But looking back over all those years and the ups and downs of your time with the club, and as you said, you were there at the weekend watching the Burnley game and all that. There's a new stadium, which you never played in. I get that. Well, what's, the, what's the club still been to you all these years on? It's the place where I grew up, um, naive 15-year-old. Okay, got two brothers that sort of pulled me along. Um, I end up being influenced by my oldest brother, Ted, who, who encouraged me to lead. Phil Holder took the baton over as an apprentice to give me competitiveness that must be in you no one can make you competitive it must be in there but Phil got it out of me and um, and I met other good people along the way Alf Darcy and and John Newman but Tottenham is the place where I learnt how to play I learnt how to live I learnt respect Uh, I had wonderful sort of teachers in Bill Nicholson and stuff and were taught that everyone is important. If you want to get make a team, be successful, the whole club has got to think in the same way. And that's what I think is the ideal. It'll never happen because there's egos involved. I helped Exeter. All of a sudden, these supporters that put their hands up, we don't know what we're doing, and listened for about seven years. In the end, the eighth year, because we've been quite successful at making players and selling them, all of a sudden they do know. Mm. Egos come out. You don't have to be a millionaire, have an ego. It can be a nobody has mm. an ego when they get a bit of power. Yeah. Um, but within all that power, Tottenham was the place where I was taught rules, respect, and how to do things correctly. Mm. That's lovely. Well, look, Steve, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Uh, it's lovely to see you again. Uh, we'll be back next week. Theo, you're here next week with Mike Rollo, you remember. Right. Mike, Mike Rollo has been on the show before. Legend. Again, wonderful stories. And yeah. I think we've done the sort of 80s. He joined us in the early 80s. Yeah. And he's coming back next week to talk about the stuff that we touched upon, the, the sugar years. And our boy, he's got some stories working for, for that man. So that, that'll be next week. But uh, thank you very much, Steve. Until next week. Come on, you Spurs. Up the Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.